the Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Action Network Podcast. This is your NFC Win Totals Part 2. I am your host, Chris Raybon. And I'm joined by the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, my dude Stucky. Stuck, what's going on? Well, oh, brother, it's great to be back talking NFL. I, maybe I said this every year. I just can't wait for the season to start. I'm rearing to go. But uh, we're going to be talking through every team. Uh, we already have our NFC win totals part one episode up, talking about the East, talking about the North. Uh, this one, we will get into the South and the West. Just a reminder we have tons of NFL betting episodes leading up to week one here on the Action Network podcast. So please do check them out. Uh, let's jump into the favorite to win the NFC South. And that is, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Looks like Tom Brady is, is back. No harm, no foul. The win total is 11 and a half, juiced, uh, juiced to the under at minus 130. So you do get plus 110 on the over. I have them favored in... Every game but one, I believe. So uh, I can see why, you know, the win total is up so high. I, I don't know. I think they still may have a good O-line. What do you think of the O-line? Uh, I know so we got Hainsey replacing uh, Jensen. Obviously, that's a big loss, but uh, I think he could be serviceable. So it's it's all about this uh, this guy, Gadecki now uh, on the inside. Uh, but what do you think of the line? Yeah, I think it's definitely something that could be troublesome throughout the year um, because how do you beat Brady? I think it's, it's interior pressure. Um, that's always been the MO. And if, because he gets rid of the ball so quick, he's also not mobile, right? He is maybe the best pocket presence of all time. So you're not, you're just not going to get a lot compared to against other quarterbacks. You're not going to rattle him. You're not going to get a ton off the edge. He can always check down. He's just so good at reading defenses, but if you can get pressure up the middle, it can, that's when we've seen Brady, at his worst and the saints do a really good job of getting pressure against him. Um, so yeah, I mean, Gadecki is a rookie f- from the Mac who played tackle, um, for cent- he played tackle for central Michigan, graded out at an elite level, obviously central Michigan had two tackles going the first three rounds, but now he's got to s- slide into guard. You have a new center. Um, and, uh, you did at least sign Shaq Mason, but you lost three key pieces and now, Sinny went down for with another injury. You still have two of the best tackles, one of the best tackle duos in the NFL, which obviously helps, but the interior is just even more important for Brady. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a concern. Um, we'll see when and if Gronk comes back and Godwin as well. Um, so, like, the... I think overall the offense got worse. I do we even entertain the thought that Brady is going to have a drop. I mean, we just don't even talk about it. Uh, there's no evidence to suggest that. So you just assume that he can be, have the same effectiveness until he's 70 years old, but maybe there's one day where he has uh, a little bit of a drop off, but this is, you know, new head coach, but he's been there. It's uh, a pretty similar team with more offensive questions, I think, than they had last year. Defense got, you know, a little younger in a couple spots, um, still should be pretty good. I'm curious to see what happens with Bowles as head coach to the play calling. Does he lose a little bit of uh, his defensive magical touch just to, from an attention standpoint? So, yeah, I don't think that the Bucks are as good as they were last year, but they still have Brady. I project them around 11 wins, even though they won their division. They have a pretty easy schedule because of their division. Yeah, if I had to bet it, I would take under, but I don't show enough value to bet it. And uh, this is pretty much the last hurrah for the Bucs because they're in bad cap space. And well, I don't know how much longer Brady's going to be in Tampa. I guess as long as he's there, it's fine. But they're basically just trying to run it back. I would lean under 
But the offense, the interior offensive line is, is what to watch because that could disrupt their entire offense. And then obviously getting Godwin back at some point and fully healthy will provide a big boost. Yeah, I think, you know, Gadecki, it really comes down to him. You know, I think Hainsey will be decent. Um, he was a better pass blocker than uh, the run blocker. So at least that's good. And Mason was a, you know, quietly a top five guard uh, last year in terms of how he graded out. So uh, it really comes down to Gadecki on the inside. Uh, I do, I do agree. I think the skill positions uh, did get worse, at least on paper. You know, if if they could stay healthy um, and Godwin comes back, you know, doesn't miss like half the season or something, I think you still got you know pretty good skill positions with Russell Gage, Julio Jones as your number three and four. Uh, I think most teams would take that, even you know, with Julio at this age. Uh, you know, obviously you're gonna miss Gronk at tight end. You got Brayton Rudolph, so uh, that's I think the wide receivers will be key this year. You might have to keep Fournette uh, or whoever's playing running back in the block a little bit more, but uh, still a lot of talent on this team uh, on both sides of the ball, uh, like the defensive line with uh, Vita Vea, Hicks, uh, Shaq Barrett. You still got Levante David, Winfield's uh, one of the better safe, best safeties in the league. Davis, one of the better corners. Uh, Jamel Dean as well on the other side, so um, you know, you really, there's, there's no issue with talent, but, you know, I, I have them favored by some small margins in, in a lot of games. And I think the reason I wouldn't touch the over with this team, and, and I would probably lean under as well, is they have a stretch to start the year where, like, it's not out of the question that they go 0-4. They have at Dallas, which, you know, it's not an easy game in Dallas, then you have at New Orleans. New Orleans always has their number. You mentioned it, interior pressure. Then you have home against Green Bay, home against Kansas City. Uh, I usually like them matching up with Green Bay. I think they could get pressure uh, without necessarily sending blitzers. And now there's no Devontae, so they probably win that one. But still a pretty tough schedule uh, to start the year for the Bucs when they're going to be, you know, getting used to this new O-line. And Brady's missed, you know, a couple weeks of camp. And uh, Godwin might not be healthy for those, you know, first few games. So, uh, it is kind of a uh, like a the opposite. What do you? What is the opposite of a perfect storm? I don't even know. Uh, I'm kind of tongue tied right now. But Im- imperfect storm. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Whatever that is, that that opening four games to start the year, that that could decide their win total right there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be actually looking to fade them uh, early in the season, depending on the spot. But another thing to worry about with this team is, I mean, obviously, you just can't. Brady can't go down, but that's a given. With most teams, you can't have your quarterback go down. I mean, all of a sudden you're down to Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask. But given the cap room, the cap situation of this team, the depth is not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the very like it, if they have bad injury luck, it, it can get ugly quick. You saw that with the secondary last year. Bowles wasn't able to kind of do his thing while the there was injuries in the secondary. So you hope that they stay healthy. But there's not great depth, and it isn't uh, overall. It's a aging uh i would say it's a aging defense um but they to get a bit a bit younger but just the depth is a little bit worrisome and i agree i think there might be some struggles early on and you know it's brady they'll find a way to get into the playoffs and be dangerous and then probably add gronk back and have a a healthy godwin but given some of the questions I, i would lean under if anything yeah, that that O line depth could be could be a concern. I mean, especially the way guys are going down for them. Uh, we haven't even started the season. Uh, let's go to the Saints. The Saints are at a win total of eight and a half minus one hundred five to the over. Uh, they dropped from fourth in twenty twenty to twenty fifth last year in adjusted games loss due to injury. Uh, so they could bounce back just based on that. Uh, the O line should take a step back. Obviously, they lost to Ron Armstead. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the Saints because I I just feel like this team has a lot of variance. Um, I like the defense. They have a stud on each level with Jordan, uh, Demario Davis at linebacker, Lattimore at, at corner, Matthew at safety. Uh, you know, if if uh, if Kamara doesn't get suspended, obviously you get a stud for for the full season there. We'll see about Michael Thomas, but I like this kid Olave. So it's going to come down to Jameis. And, you know, some of these other things that could go either way, like, is Kamara going to get suspended? Is Michael Thomas ever going to come back? You know, is Jameis going to kind of continue his newfound uh, efficiency and ball security from last year? 
Uh, and can he do that on higher volume? Like there's all these things that could kind of go either way. So like, I feel like the team could win six games or they could win 11 games. So uh, where are you uh, on these, in the Saints team? Yeah, I, with the Saints, I mean, I, I project them at like eight, seven. So I would lean over, I talked about that. I think it was at eight when we did our um, pre-draft podcast. And I, I'm hearing, everything I'm hearing is that Kamar's not going to be suspended in this year which is good. And I, I agree on the variance. The, I, the defense is a top five on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you lost, they, they're in the worst salary cap position of any team in the NFL. And they said, let's, uh, let's go for it one more time. They might have, might have to blow some things up soon here, but yeah, the defense is a top five unit. The offensive line will still be good. And you're, wide receiver situation is significantly better than it was last year. Uh, they And their quarterback situation as well. The question is how much of an impact and how much was Sean Payton worth? And I, I, yeah. I don't know. I can't answer that. Um, and will Winston go off the rails without him? You know, you still have the same offense coordinator who's been there for two decades um, and Pete Carmichael, but I, I don't know what Peyton was worth, but if Winston can kind of manage the game and continue to progress, this offense has potential and they are in a potentially weak division. So how do, how do you play it? I don't show enough value to play the over right now, but I'll have my futures piece out later this week on action network.com and the action network app. My win totals are already out there. Saints to win the division. I don't hate it. So we just talked about the Bucks starting out potentially struggles earlier in the year. I don't think that we either of us think that they're going to miss the playoffs, but there's a world where in that, because I agree, the variance is high with the Bucks. Peyton, okay, he was worth something, but not as much as we thought he potentially could have been. Jameis is good. Kamara's not suspended, which we don't think. Michael Thomas comes back. And you added Landry. I agree on Alave. Top five D, great home field advantage with nine home games. A team also, it used to be the Ravens. You could say like kind of owned Brady for a period of time. The Saints have owned Brady recently. Um, that defense and the pressure that they can generate. So, um, you know, they swept them. And they were the first team to do that maybe ever in the division one or two years ago. So that that's obviously massive to win in the division. So is there a world where the Bucks go – they both finished with 10 wins and the Saints swept or the Saints are on the upper part of that, of, of the results that we think, because you said, I can see six to 11. So I think there's a world where the Bucks win 10 and the Saints win 11 games and the head to head success helps. So I like the Saints taking a flyer on the Saints to win the division, which speaks yeah. to that, that variance. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I could say enough about this defense. I mean, there are question marks about the offense. There's obviously high upside, but I mean, a front with Davenport and uh, Jordan, Anyamada, uh, Davis, Warner, like it, it's just this defense is loaded. I could see this team winning a lot of low scoring games if they have to, even if the offense, you know, maybe Michael Thomas isn't at full strength right away. Um, you know, like I could still see this team. Uh, you know, kind of gutting out some some ugly wins. And uh, I think it, it's a it's an interesting hedge if, you know, maybe you don't like, maybe you think the NFC East is only going to send one team or you're not as high on the Vikings. Uh, Saints plus 125 to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't hate that either. And uh, if the Saints are on the high end of their variance, uh, I think Dennis Allen, 30 to 1 coach of the year is interesting because uh, if they win, you know, 11, 10, 11, 12 games, They'll probably have a signature win against the Bucks in there. Uh, and it'll probably be, you know, they're, they're going to be kind of a surprise because, you know, no one's really expecting this. You know, they're eight and a half of the win total. But, you know, Allen is one of the longest odds for coach of the year. But uh, I, I think I think if they surprise some people, uh, I don't like I don't mind that bet at all. Uh, Dennis Allen, because you usually need like 11, 12 wins to get there. Uh, and I do see that on the high end of outcomes for the Saints. So. Uh, I, I think you have to invest in the upside with this team. Yeah. I also love the versatility of their secondary, um, yeah. which is going to allow them to do 
a lot of different things from a scheme perspective. We know the front is already good. Um, so yeah, this is uh, an excellent defense, high upside offense. I'm playing them to win the division. Yeah, and if uh, if Paulton Adebo takes a step forward, I mean, <laughs> watch out because you know as a rookie, it was you know he played a lot, but wasn't great. But if he can if he can add like a, a plus corner on the other side of Lattimore, I mean, you got Matthew back there, Marcus May coming off a down year, but he's been he's been good most of his career. So yeah, that could have been an admiration. I mean, you could have like nine, ten, you know, blue chip play kind of blue chip players on this on this defense. You look up middle of the year uh, if things go right for this team. So, yeah, I, I, a lot of upside. I like that division play as well. Uh, let's yeah, go you get like plus. Uh, what did I see out there? Plus three fifty ish. Oh, mm -hmm. my right up. That I think you could find a um, maybe plus three forty. Uh, but obviously, shop around as always. But um, yeah, actually, I'm a big fan of Adibo. I think he's going to be uh, a solid starting cornerback in this league. All right, let's go to the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, the big news: they acquire Baker Mayfield, and he was named the Week One starter by head coach Matt Rule this week. Their win total six and a half. Uh, 110 both ways. They, I, I don't think they're going to have a good O-line. Uh, I have them favored in only three games. Uh, Matt Rule, so far, 0-2 uh, when when going to the win total over by an average, under by an average of one and a half wins per season. So uh, if he doesn't, if they don't get to seven wins this year, he's gone. What do you think of this Panthers team with Baker at the helm? It's an interesting team. I mean, they went two and six in one possession games last year. Uh, I think their offensive line, it's not going to be a strength, but it'll be better than it was last year. Uh, look, we hate – this podcast hates Sam Darnold. I think he thinks he's awful. I, Panthers – when he's on the Jets, I would bet the win total every year. Panthers win total under last year. Baker Mayfield isn't Tom Brady, but I think he serves as a sub, somewhat substantial upgrade to Darnold. I mean, the, the Panthers quarterbacks last year, it wasn't all Darnold. I mean, Darnold was awful because he is awful. But he also had, like, the corpse of Cam Newton in there and Walker. But they had 14 – I think they had 14 passing touchdowns and 21 interceptions last year. That's yeah, they, for an they, don't, they don't practice the red zone, according to Teddy Bridgewater, so not surprised. For an NFL team, 14 touchdowns and 21 <laughs> interceptions? Yeah. And they only had, I think they only had 16 the, the year before. They have, 30, they have 30 touchdown passes in their last 33 games. Uh, unbelievable. So I think B Baker Mayfield, and obviously quarterback is the most important position, is going to provide an upgrade for the offense. C Christian McCaffrey, what are you going to get with him? That's obviously a major question mark. Uh, a lot of a lot of miles on those tires. If he's healthy, he's obviously one of the best backs in the NFL. I'm curious to get your thoughts on him from a fantasy perspective. Is who is Terrace Marshall? Also, is something to consider. It just seems like he's. Uh, from everything that I hear, he's like, he's a complete bust. And, and Robbie Anderson is, uh, he's tough to figure out. You do have DJ Moore there, but I think the offensive line will be a little better, still not a strength. The defense is, how much can you take from J.C. Horn's start? You, if you remember, he was unbelievable last year, but how much, what can you really take from a rookie corner? But it was only a couple games, and that's when everyone was like, the Panthers are going to win the Super Bowl, and they started 3-0. And they played like three backup quarterbacks and the worst offenses in the league. It's a middling team. I project them at like surprisingly, I project them at six, nine, seven. So I leaned over when it was at six. And I wish we talked about betting the over because it was like if they just get any quarterback, it, we would consider it a massive upgrade over Darnold. So I probably should have bet the over back then, assuming that rules last stand, he's going to not put it all on Darnold or PJ Walker. So I don't know. I was thinking about taking a flyer on Panthers like four to one to make the playoffs, um, going over on their win total. I just I just couldn't get there. But what are you I'm curious to get your thoughts on them and then your thoughts on McCaffrey? With most guys, you got you kind of say you can't really predict the injuries. Um, what you do want is them going into the year healthy. So like last year, Saquon Barkley was a big fade for me. You know, I just you know he was coming to the year hurt. You know, he never really got going. And then once he did, he got hurt again. And that's kind of what you get. Um, McCaffrey's been really unlucky. He's just had like a whole slew of different injuries. None of them that are really concerning in the long term. 
he turned 26 this year, should have another year, maybe two left in his prime. So I would draft McCaffrey's highest second overall. Uh, you Just from a predictive standpoint, he just had a, a bunch of bad luck, like kind of contrasting with somebody like Michael Thomas, who had, you know, barely didn't play at all last year, in and out of the lineup the year before, and just getting over one injury, and now he's getting, got another injury. Like that's, that's a concern. Um, with McCaffrey, not concerned as of yet, um, but they're going to need McCaffrey because, like you said, it's a middling team. I, I can't get there on the uh, on the over either. I mean, it is like the defense, they have some potential. Like, they could be like the Bizarro Saints. You know, they have a lot of like good players where the Saints have like all these great players on defense. Um, so I could see the Panthers, you know, in some low scoring games, but I uh, don't like the depth on offense. I mean, if you lose McCaffrey or more, like it's over. Like it, it's, you know, you're, you're back at square one. Uh, or Mayfield, then you're back to Darnold. Yeah, right, right. And then uh, to answer your question about Terrace Marshall, so uh, our dude Matt Harmon does uh, reception perception where he takes a eight-game sample and charts, um, you know, how well these receivers get open, you know, not just when they're targeted, just, you know, every, just watches all the routes. And Terrace Marshall, out of all of the, the people he's charted, and he's done this since, uh, I believe, probably over half a decade now, uh, Terrace Marshall, first percentile success rate against man coverage. First percentile success rate against zone coverage. He literally had the worst season that Matt ever charted for a wide receiver. So, you know, guys tend to make a jump, you know, year one to year two, but like he could make the craziest jump and still be terrible. Um, so, it's not looking great for Terrace Marshall. DJ Moore is a stud, but um, you got to keep him healthy. You just got to and got to get him in the end zone. He scored four touchdowns exactly, I think, every single year. You know, these last three. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not there at the Panthers. I I just don't know. I I, I can't really trust Matt Rule. Um, I don't like how the offenses has kind of underperformed. And and the Panthers they keep doing this where I, I don't know. Mayfield is a step up, but like. Remember the Broncos had that phase where they just kept trying to like sell their fan base on these like reclamation projects. Like, oh yeah, Kate, we got Case Keenum. This is it. It's like the Panthers like, oh, we got Teddy Bridgewater. This is it. Oh, we got Sam Darnold. We're going to fix him. And now it's like, oh, we got Baker Mayfield. It just, uh, he's, he's, he's better than the first two. Um, but I just don't know if he moves the needle for this, for this offense. It, I think it's going to have to come on defense. And again, I just think, I think they have a lot of solid to good players, but unlike the Saints, I don't think they have a ton of like straight up studs. I, I really like uh, Jeremy Chin and, and, and Shaq Thompson. But um, I, I, this is another team with some variance. If things break right, yeah, they could win seven, eight games. But things break wrong, they could also win three or four. Yep. Uh, the Falcons, everybody at one point, at least everybody's favorite under. Uh, it's five with juice to the under at minus 145 the over is plus 125 uh they actually had good injury luck last year and they just beat all the bad teams they faced essentially like that was like the falcons it was like when they face a bad team just lock them in for a win and when they uh face a like a decent or, or better team they're gonna lose they beat the giants the jets uh the jaguars the panthers the lions last year uh, as well they as also the, went seven to seven and two in one possession games. Yeah, yeah, it's they're yeah, Fancy. so they're they're going for some regression. Their expected win loss, uh, according to their point differential, was four point nine. Again, they won seven games, so uh, they're not fooling anybody this year. I don't even have them favored in in any game actually. Uh, but so yeah, I'm you know I don't know what do you, is this a is this an under or uh, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, I have them favored in zero games. I, I project them at like 4.49. So, like, I, I got nothing in this team. Stinks. They're in cap massacre rebuild. Mariota, their offensive line is bad. But Mariota at least has wheels. So, like, does that help yeah. in a weird way? Because Ryan doesn't, and the offensive line was bad. The defense, the corners I like. Yes. You added, you added Hayward. But they get no help from the defensive line. I think the Falcons are the – one of the five worst, five lowest sack rates since the merger last year. They get no pressure. It's just a bad financial position. They're in a, just this whole team's in a bad financial position from the previous regime going all in and then blowing 28 to three. Um, you also lose Calvin Ridley for the year to gambling, which doesn't help. 
depth is really bad too. So like injuries anywhere are devastating. Overall talent, they're right there with the Bears as the worst team in the NFC. Yeah, and, and they're a regression, negative regression candidate. Yeah, there's not much to like, but I project 4.5 and uh, this team stinks. They're going to be the team that everyone plays tight ends against in fantasy because I do like their corners. You mentioned it. Hayward's good. Uh, AJ Terrell. I mean, if they're, you know, if, if, if Jair gets challenged for best corner in the league, Terrell is up there on that list as guys that, that could take that next step. He was really good last year. Um, and then, and then Oliver, uh, you know, he, he's been up and down. Yeah. He's been up and down, but he was good last year as well. Um, you know, didn't last long. I think he got hurt in week four. So, you know, the corner should be good, but it's going to be, it's going to be challenging to kind of scheme around it when, like you said, they just don't get pressure. And that is, that's just an issue. You know, it, uh, they got, they still got Dean Pease there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, he's all pissed off about it. You know, he's talking about how mediocre is not good enough. We're changing a culture around this day going place. Okay. And it's not going to be mediocre. It's not going to be average. It's not going to be in the bottom half of the league like it's been 15 out of the last 20 years. Sick of that crap. I'm tired of everybody telling us how bad we are. So after a while, you start believing it. Guys around here on defense sometimes believe, hey, 15th is okay or whatever. I've been in the top 10 one time out of the last 20 years. That bullshit's over. Okay? Sorry, I'm getting fired up today, but I'm tired of this crap. But, I, you know, I just don't see how you really get the most out of this defense with, with, with you know, no pass rush. I mean, maybe the rookie, uh, Beckety, uh dude out of Penn State, maybe he'll be good, but um, they they really need it. Now, if if he's good, you know, maybe they cobble together like a decent, like non-terrible defense, but I still think the linebackers uh, are going to struggle in coverage, and I think the safeties are going to struggle in coverage. And so, uh, you know, teams are just going to kind of go up the seam, go over the middle. It's going to be like the Chiefs a few years ago. And then on offense, you mentioned it. It's, they have Pitts, they have London, but – uh, you know, God forbid something happened to either, to either of them. Brian Edwards doesn't get open. Uh, OZ, you know, coach loves him, but probably more of a fourth, fifth receiver than should be. He shouldn't really be a starting slot or starting receiver in this league. And, and the O-line is kind of, you know, hit or miss as well. So, yeah, I also think that about Dean Pease has a history of in year two complex defensive take uh, the defense really takes a jump in efficiency. So, Maybe they can generate some pressure in the corner situation, which is so big in the NFL if you have a good cornerback situation. So maybe the defense can get a bit better. Um, I'm, uh, but I'm just not a fan of Arthur Smith either. For, uh, he's shown <laughs> me nothing from a head coaching perspective. It seems kind of, I don't know, kind of clueless to me. Um, but, yeah, there's not much to love about this team. Maybe maybe they end up being a good under team um, if the defense takes uh, – a step up in P's year two with that secondary. I think I have them dogs at more than a touchdown in like nine games. I wouldn't bet under, under four and a half is really tough to, to bet in the NFL because you're, you're opening, they could certainly win the opener against the saints. Like division dogs are the absolutes in week one. And that's when you want to, you're going to, you see, I think more cast than normal in the NFL in week one. So with Jameis throwing that game away, surprised me. No, certainly some winnable games on this roster. I project four and a half with I, you got to be uh, in the market, obviously, is pretty efficient, but I, you got to be some kind of bad for me to go to un, under four and a half in a 17 game schedule in the NFL. Maybe I'd go under four and a half if they had Darnold at quarterback, but pass. Yeah, it, it, the depth is probably going to be their undoing, but yeah, those, yeah. those, those cornerbacks just make me a little bit uncomfortable because it could just be one of those teams that, you know, a little bit more low scoring than, than, yeah. than we think. And then it's like, they still got weapons at least to start the year with, with Pitts and London and Mariota running around and, and Patterson as well. So yeah. And not feeling good about that under. Uh, yeah. It could end up being an upgraded quarterback with yeah. Mariota. I mean, Ryan's obviously on the, the downward trend. End, but I, I think that just having Mariota's mobility with those offensive line issues, and you don't have the best wide receiver course, just him creating buying time. Um, could actually end up working out for the offense. So we'll see. All right, let's jump to the West. We got the Cardinal. Uh, actually, we'll start with the Rams. We got the Rams at 10 and a half, uh, minus 125 to the under, plus 105 to the over. Uh, have them favored in 12 games. McVay is 4-1 and one to the over, uh, and the average margin by which 
uh, they win their win total bets is plus 1.9. So they've been going over by about two wins per year in McVay's five seasons. Uh, what do you think about them coming off the Super Bowl win? Yeah, I, I was like, the Rams are probably going to be overvalued. We're going to get to the 49ers. I mean, pretty fortunate year for the Rams last year when you consider that Tart, who I think is now on the Eagles, dropped a, yeah dropped an interception that would have uh, sent the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Is Jimmy G still the quarterback? Is uh, What are the thoughts on the Rams and what they – that's that's the NFL. It's the beauty of the NFL playoffs. Um, but I was like, yeah, the, the Rams are probably going to be overvalued, but no. I mean, what's their win total? Ten and a half. I have them right there. The biggest question for me is, you know, there's some depth questions. The defense is extremely star heavy. Um, and Matt Stafford's health, that's certainly a question. Cam Akers as well. I do like the addition of Allen Robinson. Um, but I have questions about this offensive line, Stafford's health, and uh, some positions on defense um obviously they have some of the best players in the nfl which make that unit very formidable as we saw last year but i think there's more questions than answers with the rams but still a good team still expecting to go to the playoffs i project them right around 10 and a half the stafford injury is uh something certainly worth monitoring because if he just isn't a hundred percent or at any point you have to go to John Wolford, I believe is their backup still. Um, then it's lights out. Um, which is something to consider for some of these other long shots to make the playoffs we've talked about. Like mm-hmm. if Stafford isn't healthy and um, you know, some of these top teams that we assume are going to make the playoffs, I'll tell you right now, never want to wish injury. The injuries happen to quarterbacks. Stafford goes down. The Rams are done. If Brady goes down, the bucks are done. If Prescott goes down, the Cowboys are done. Yeah, by the way, we talk about the Saints. Andy Dalton is now with the Saints, so they won't uh, hopefully not have to go to Ian Book again, and especially on primetime. Yeah, I have some questions with the Rams, but I, I don't show any value. Yeah, I don't have any bets on the West win totals or division, and a lot of that is because of the uncertainty surrounding Stafford's injury, Seattle's quarterback situation. Now the rumors are hot hot that Jimmy G's ending up there and then San Fran's quarterback situation with Trey Lance it's like what are you going to get with San Francisco which we'll talk about in a second but you might have Jimmy G going from San Fran to Seattle I think that would significantly upgrade the quarterback position for them Um, and then you also have Arizona who if I can't wait to talk about them just a funny team but there's a lot of moving parts and uncertainty in this division specifically at the quarterback position you know, even throwing something like Hopkins is suspended for the first six games for Arizona. That's when Arizona's like good too, which was bizarre. And then you, uh, so yeah, I got nothing here on the Rams. I think they got worse in the off season, but they're still a solid team and I don't show any value in the window. You trust Sean McVay, but like you said, you know, Stafford already being a little bit banged up is not ideal because this team is very like stars and scrubs. You know, they have mm-hmm. very good top level talent, Stafford, Cup. Ramsey, uh, Jordan Fuller, Leonard Floyd, and you know, O-line is decent, but when you start looking at the depth, you know, no wonder McVay doesn't play anybody in the preseason, can't afford to lose anybody, so yeah, just too much variance with this team, and I think last year was the time to invest uh, in the Rams, like now coming off the Super Bowl, I mean, they're not sneaking up on anybody. Last year, like you mentioned, what, what did they have overall, and then towards the end of the year, with a team that doesn't have depth, injury luck, they had good injury luck last year. They can't afford, you know, a, a key injury to one because they are star driven. Otherwise, it's the situation gets pretty dire pretty quick. San Francisco, the win total is 10. It's uh, minus 110 on both sides. They, as it seems like they always are, were uh, had the fourth worst injury luck last year, 29th in adjusted games lost. Uh, still managed to get to the NFC Championship game. Um, I have them favored in 10 games, so right on par with their win total. Shanahan's just two and three uh, with these win totals. Um, another team, just a lot a lot of variance. I actually do believe in Trey Lance. I really like what Shanahan's doing with this offense. I don't think a lot of people realize just how crazy like this scheme is. Uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are getting like eight plus yards after the catch 
but their average catch point is like eight, nine yards down the field. So like most teams, you know, they need to throw a screen pass, a bubble screen to get eight, nine yards after the catch. They're averaging that and catching the ball right by the marker. So like he's designed a scheme to get like, you know, downfield yards after catch. Um, I, I really like what he's doing, but you know, obviously Lance is still improving. I think he'll be, I think he'll be all right. But um, this, you know, this still the Rams are still in this division. We don't know what's going on with the Seahawks if they're going to get an upgraded quarterback. The Cardinals are, you know, they could be anything from like eleven win team to a five win team. So uh, I don't really show any value on the on the Niners either. What about you? Yeah, I think they got. They didn't get. They, I think they got worse from last year. Obviously, the big wild card is Trey Lance, and he introduces more variance for the offense. Jimmy G is like, okay, you know what you're going to get. You're you're gonna beat the teams you should, and but Lance obviously brings another dimension to this offense. And Shanahan, yeah, he did lose his offense coordinator. He lost a number of guys on the staff, but he's the brainchild behind that offense. Um, you know, the San Francisco offense is uh, gonna fuck for the lack the lack of a better term. Um, so yeah, I mean, you got Debo Samuel. Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell. I didn't like their draft. I think they didn't have a first round draft pick first time since 1996. And then they drafted a running back in the second round. Yeah, Ty um, Davis Price. Which, I mean, they have Sermon, you have Wilson, you have Mitchell. I, I think there was other areas in need that they could have addressed, but uh, I'm not an NFL GM. I did think the offensive line got worse. There's major questions on the offensive line. I mean, Trent Williams is still one of the best, but he's 35 and you start to worry about injuries at that point. But the interior offensive line, major questions there you're right tackles coming back from surgery so the offensive line could take a major step back and then throw a, a huge wrench into the this offense now i know you have kittle and use who are elite blockers which helps but um this offensive line has major questions and then the defensive side of the ball you love the defensive line um you need to you lost your run stuffing d tackle you need kinlaw who's the He's talented, but he's can he stay healthy? He's kind of crazy. You need him to step up, but you like your edge rushers. Moving Armstead inside really helped that defense, and he was awesome once they moved him in in the second half of the year. And obviously, you have one of the best edge rushers at Bosa. You're really set at linebacker, led by Fred Warner. The secondary, you know, they're they're what do they do in the offseason? I mean, they basically uh, just got Ward. That's it, right? Like that's yeah. this team. You got worse in the offensive line, and you're replacing Jimmy G with Trent to create more variance and keep Lance could better, could be a better fit. Um, I would argue for this offense, but that's pretty much it. You just signed Travarius Ward, which, yeah. Um, you know, you get Mosley back. You hope that there's a secondary can stay healthy. They're always hurt, but you're going to be relying on two, what, fourth and fifth round draft picks at, at your, from last year at your slot and one safety spot. And who I think Lenore and Hufunga, who are probably going to start at safety and, and slot corner. Jimmy Ward is still one of the most underrated safeties in the NFL, but there's some potential holes in the secondary. Now the, the front should help. Um, and especially if they can stay healthy, the pressure that they're able to generate, but I am most concerned about the offensive line, hard team to project. I'm at like nine, three, nine, four, just because it comes down to like, I'm going to be adjusting quickly for Lance. There's probably going to be a learning curve. Right. And he's probably going to get better if he is the guy. Um, but there's also just a chance of disaster, too. Um, and uh, if things go bad, then I mean, Jimmy G's probably he's not going to be he's not even he doesn't even have a playbook because they I assume he's going to Seattle. That's for everything that I've heard. He's going to Seattle. So then you're down to like Nate Sudfeld is your next option. Um, so, yeah, the offensive line is my biggest concern. And then obviously it's like, do you believe in Lance? And if you do, you're probably going to really like the 49ers if you don't you're not going to like them um i'm still up in the air i think that he's gonna thrive eventually in this um shanahan system but i think it might take some time and especially with questions on the offensive line i actually i'm higher on the 49ers than you but i i, th I just think their schedule is tough like i I don't really have many questions about Lance. Like, obviously, we, we've only seen him a couple of times. But I think that this scheme is brilliant. And I think it, the fact that it's built on yards after the catch and you're throwing to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle, 
um, really makes a big difference. And the O-line, yes, it's a concern, but it would be like three times more concerning if it was Jimmy G. I mean, this is Trey Lance. That's the whole point. Like he doesn't need like a, you know, a like tip-top offensive line to get it done, especially in a scheme. He's going to be able to use his legs when he needs to. Um, and, and I think that I actually think the secondary could be pretty good. I thought Ward was a really good fit for them. I, that was a guy I kind of predicted that um, that they would sign. And, uh, you know, Samuel Womack, the fifth round pick, I think he was, um, he's he's playing really well in the preseason. So maybe he could uh, give him something so they could they could have a really dominant defense. And, you know, I, I don't really worry too much about Lance, but, I, you know, this schedule, it's just like all it's like feast or famine. It's like they start with Chicago and Seattle. But then they got Denver and the Rams, and then it's Carolina, Atlanta. But then you got the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Chargers, and then uh, you know Cardinals, Saints, Miami, Tampa Bay. So it's the schedule is just it's one of those teams that you know they could another one. I think they could lose nine, ten games, and they can win nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. You know, it's just it's uh there's it, just too much variance for me. I think. Another team that last year was probably a little bit better of a year to invest in them. The schedule could go either way. It's really interesting though. Between November 1st and January 1st, they have one road game, which is crazy. But the two things I like about their schedule is I like this with a young quarterback too. A lot of winnable road games. So a lot of their Mm. hardest, although the 49ers, suck at home but whatever i don't know what the, what it's that that's about their fans think the stadium's cursed but you start at bears home against seattle that's a yeah. good way to get your feet wet uh, but your road games are like at chicago you know at denver which will be tough at carolina at atlanta and obviously you have to go play at the rams but you that's is that like it's basically a home game and then you're at seattle at vegas another maybe quasi home game so I like the road schedule, especially for a young quarterback. Um, but you're really drinking the 49ers Kool-Aid if you, uh, you're counting on Womack, the fifth-round rookie, to come in. <laughs> hey, it, man. It's a dominant team. Yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen crazy – like, this is one of those organizations, man. They just, they just find guys. I, I, just think, I just think this team – it could be a really quality team. I, I know they went to the NFC Championship last year. I actually do think they could be better – this year um it just it just depends like obviously lance just unlocks an element of the offense that they haven't had and you know i just talked about you know shanahan's been scheming these guys catching the ball downfield with room to run now you have a guy that can actually just get it downfield conventionally um yeah i don't think the line is going to be as big of an issue with him and and i actually think the secondary forget about Womack. i just, I, I still think ward mosley is a good combo um, yeah, Ambry Thomas started yeah. playing better. Um, Lenore up and down, but he was a rookie. Hufanga with that 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 one safety spot will be a question. Um, but yeah, I mean Verrett just went on the pup list, but they have they have some other um as usual. They have yeah, they have some other guys, some younger guys and, and better depths. There's definitely potential there. And like we said, the defensive line helps out when you have a really good, you know, front six or seven getting pressure, it helps out your secondary. Like if Trey Lance is good, like we, we should have got it the opposite way too, you know, obviously looked at the downside, but like if Trey Lance is good and mitigates, you know, the potential issues on the interior of the offensive line, which it's not, not out of the question that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, that like the rest of the roster just up and down. I mean, it's going to be hard to target them on defense. You're going to really have to pick your spots, like targeting like a, like a specific player or area of the field. Like it's, it's going to be tough. So um, yeah, I like the Niners upside. I might, I might look into them uh, on some upside, upside bets or something. I haven't, I, I still don't love their home schedule, but you made a good point about, about them going on the road. A lot of winnable road games. I don't think I've ever seen a team with five straight home games either. Is that a record? I think that the Arizona game might be in Mexico. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, that, that I, that's got to be what it is. Cause yeah, I, I'm just looking at the ESPN schedule and it just it just says versus. It doesn't give the, the location. Um, yeah, but, I think uh, the Arizona game's a neutral. Um, okay. But yeah, they only have one road game and um, and it's against Seattle in November and December. Uh, yeah, the offensive line, it, it's I could see it working, but they cannot like they need McGlinchey to come back healthy at right tackle. You can't have Trent Williams get hurt, like it's so it's it's uh 
there's some things if anything goes wrong on that offensive line, it gets uh, ugly quick. I think you have like, I don't even know the bat their backup left tackle is McKivitz. Um, it can get ugly quick. Yeah, well, as long as Kyle Shanahan has not sending Williams in motion to crack back block on a quarterback sneak, uh, you know, we should be good. Uh, all right, Arizona Cardinals, eight and a half is their win total, uh, minus 110 on both sides. I got him favored in seven games. Cliff Kingsbury has not lost a win total yet. He's 2-0 with one push, 2-0 with one push. I I could see the Cardinals going under this one. Like if I if I had to choose any of these teams to 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 uh to bet an under on it, probably gonna be the Cardinals out of the teams we talked about uh in this division. Uh but what say you? Yeah, I project them at eight. I mean, this is just a uh, a 500 team. Get off to a fast start in Kingsbury fashion. And now, but you don't have Hopkins to start the year, uh, and then crash and burn late. They're just they just bore me. They I, I laugh at them. But I didn't like what they did this past offseason. The definition of a 500 team to me. They lose a home game to Mexico. They've been weird, like bad at home. It's, it's been very odd. And I didn't like their draft, by the way. I didn't, they traded for Marquise Brown, whatever, and his connection with Kyler. Maybe that works out. But I didn't like their draft. If you look at their home games, which this isn't going to help their win total, it's you know, they're home against the Chiefs. Talk about a coaching mismatch to start the year. Then they're home against the Rams, home against the Eagles, home against the Saints. Then obviously you got to play the Seahawks. They get the Seahawks at home. Their home game against the 49ers is in Mexico. Then they're home against the Chargers, home against the Patriots, and home against the Bucks. Like, mm. oh, that yeah. is as hard, hard yeah. of a home schedule as you could ever imagine. Um, now that means they have winnable road games, you know, at the Panthers, Seahawks, they're at the Vikings. They're also at the Rams. It's a um, sneaky, really tough schedule. I have them with a fourth hardest schedule in the NFL. And you remember, you got to remember, you don't have Hopkins for the first six. Um, not a fan of old Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? He's a loser, but he still keeps on trying. Very tumultuous offseason with all this Kyler Murray stuff. I don't know. I could see it going sideways quick. Um, it's under or nothing, but not enough for me to play. I'm at uh, like 7.9 wins. Yeah, I actually, the more I look at this, the, I'm actually liking their under quite a bit because, you know, I already was, I had my eye on them because I only had them favored in, in seven games. And it, it's kind of straightforward. I mean, they just have some tough home games and, you know, a few, you know, winnable road games. But, you know, you prefer it the other way. Like, this could be as good as they were. And what were they the last undefeated team last year, I believe it was? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not that deep either. Like, they have some depth concerns, too. You know, they lost Chandler Jones. You know, mentioned they're going to be without Hopkins. James Conner, there's a big drop-off, you know, after him at running back. The line really isn't great, uh, top to bottom. It could get bad in Arizona. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to be on this under. Uh, especially because it's not, you know, juiced up or anything like that. I think Cliff finally uh, goes under the total. Maybe I'll join you. You got to fade. If I'm fading Cliff, you got to fade Yeah, Cliff. I know. All right, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in for a little bit. <laughs> uh, all right. And then we got the Seattle Seahawks to wrap it up. Five and a half plus 105 to the over minus 125 to the under. Uh, you know, you mentioned Jimmy could come here. So, uh, you know, if you're into that kind of speculation, he'd be worth at least uh, probably a win, if not more. Yeah. So, you know, five and a half, uh, and you're getting plus money. So if you, if you want to make that bet, um, feel free. They still, don't forget though, they still probably going to have uh, a bottom three O-line. Uh, O-line is not going to be great. And they got pretty lucky when it came to injuries last year. They were six in adjusted games lost. I only have them favored in four games. So uh, not super bullish on Seattle. I think, like, this, there's going to be certain things about this team that go underrated. Like, I think in fantasy, people are sleeping on Tyra Lockett. Like, he just – like, it's not only Russell Wilson that made him good. But um, – and, and I think, you know, Rashad Penny, for as long as he's healthy, could be interesting. But there's just – like, I, I just don't – there's another team with just a lot of defensive weakness up the middle, I think. Um, you know, and, and I, 
I just I, I don't I don't I don't really see outside of if you're betting on Jimmy coming there why you would bet over for Seattle. Yeah, I do. I I, I project them at bah, 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 Seattle five and a half on the dot, and I just ran it with Jimmy G, and I have them. That would be worth look right at one win. Yeah. Um. So I would like if you. I do think he's going to be there. So I would lean over only on that, that basis. Um, obviously there's a chance that he doesn't go there as well. I would think that San Fran wouldn't want him to go there. Um, but, um, well, they got, they might have to cut him, right? If they have, yeah. they cut, if they cut him, yeah. that's, that's it. But you also have to remember that like he's it's August 23rd. Right. So like you, you is he really is he even going to start right away? You got to learn the offense. You got to, it's, it's not happening today or tomorrow, even. Um, so you got to keep that in mind as well. Um, there's definitely going to be a major adjustment period going to a brand new offense. You're still going to have some inefficient play calling with Pete Carroll. Um, uh, yeah, the offensive line is going to be bad. Um, there's some things I really don't like about this defense. And Who's uh? God, I can't even think of their. Is Artie Burns a starting cornerback for them? I believe yeah. it is Artie Burns and Sidney Jones, who both actually. Uh, I, well, Jones played well at times last year. I don't um, mind Jones. I I think Artie Burns is. Uh, he's he's been up and down. He had a good year. Well, in limited action last year, he was he was decent, but uh, two really bad years. The you know, uh, and he missed one too. So yeah, he's he's all over the place. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Team. I mean, this is a bad team. So, like, there's a shit ton of winnable games, even though they're in a really tough division. So, like, I have them with, like, the 10th hardest schedule, and that's in the division. So, that means that their non-division games are pretty easy. If there's news that Jimmy G goes, and pull up your books fast and see if there's still a five and a half out there, and I would bet it then. If not, it's a pass. That makes me like the Cardinals under even more because – if Jimmy G comes there, that just decreases the Cardinals win total a, a tiny bit too. Um, yep. I think I'll be on the Cardinals under that's, that's really going to be my point. I think invest in the high upside bets with the saints, you know, look at the division, look at the plus one twenty five, I believe it is to make the playoffs and then Cardinals under those are my plays. I can just give uh, the nod of approval. I agree. Saints division. And uh, I think you've convinced me on the Cardinals under that's going to wrap it up for our NFC win totals part two. Uh, we'll have our AFC uh, win totals pods part one and two up uh, later in the week. So look out for those uh, tons of NFL betting episodes leading up to week one here on the Action Network podcast. So please, uh, if you enjoy the pod, leave us a five star on Apple or Spotify. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our guy, Gilles Gallant, and his Anytime Touchdown Manifesto episode uh, that's up as well. You can follow Stucky on Twitter at Stucky2. You can follow me at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app where you can track all of your bets or follow ours or any of the other action experts or your friends. So uh, be sure to download the Action Network app and check out actionnetwork.com for all of our betting and fantasy football content as well as college football content. Uh, Until next time, let's get this money. Let's go.